honor to be serving under your anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 We appreciate you and we thank God for using you in our lives. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And all the other pastors and ministers that are serving together with them, we thank God for you as always. Hallelujah. Amen. We are trusting God that we are going to continue to do more. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Thank God for Pastor Yekwa. What a word this morning. Amen. What a word. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. And I just want to take over from where he has stopped. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. He was really digging into my message. <laughs> Praise be to God. Hallelujah. See, God does not work in isolation. Praise be to God. So it's just going to be the continuous throughout the conference. God strategically started with him so that we build from there, all of us, and we we move forward. Okay, let's 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 start at uh, the, the book of Hebrews chapter 11. This is a faith lifestyle conference. Amen. So let's let's start there and we are just going to read a couple of scriptures and I'm going to sit down. Amen. Hallelujah. The book of Hebrews chapter 11, familiar scripture. It reads, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's pray. Mighty God, we bless you for this opportunity to share the word. We thank you, Lord, that your way transform us, your way transform lives. Father, we shall not be the same. Our destiny shall be rearranged to align with your way. We shall, your way shall align us, mighty God. We humbly and submit ourselves under the power of your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. So from where we have read, the Bible tells us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for. We know that faith is pistis. It is conviction upon the word of God. Persuasion about the word of God. About what God said he's going to do. That is what faith in brief is all about. Hallelujah. So, but however, we see that this faith, this conviction, this persuasion that we are talking about the Bible says it is the substance of things hoped for. It is the substance of things hoped for, which tells us that the second element of faith, it is hope. It is hope. Faith cannot be ignited before hope can be ignited. We need to ignite hope before we can begin to teach about faith. Hallelujah. Faith is the foundation at which our hope rests upon. Faith is the foundation at which our hope rests upon. However, we need to deal with this hope. We need to ignite the hope so that it's able to rest upon faith. We teach so much about faith. We are Faith for Life Church. We're in action. Fully persuaded. But we, we need to also go deeper and talk a little bit about hope. Hallelujah. Because 
that we are looking for? What is it that you are expecting? Are you expecting anything? What is it that you are looking for? Because the intensity of the desire determines the intensity of faith. Let me say it again. The intensity of the desire determines the intensity of faith. If the desire is not that intense, faith becomes passive. It does not become active because the desire is limited. The question that we should be asking before we teach you about faith is do you want it? Do you really want it? This is where we need to begin. Do you want it and how much do you want it? Because you cannot change what you tolerate. If you are tolerating your circumstances, you are not able to change it. And faith cannot work because you are comfortable with it. You are comfortable with that disease. You have embraced it. But yet we come and begin to teach you about faith. But you really want it. I remember a couple of years back, there was somebody that was very sick, cancer. They were dying. And we went with pastor and minister Yekwa. Spent the whole day in the hospital. We really stood in, we shook that hospital with faith. We prayed until the nurses came out of the place. But did the person really want it? They didn't want it. Immediately we moved away five minutes, they called us. That person has come. But you could feel the intensity of our faith. The intensity of prayer in that place. It was so much that it could move anything. But did they want it? The desire to live was not there. I think they even told pastor that I, I, I'm tired. But we kept pushing. We kept pushing. You shall live. In the name of Jesus, you shall live. But did they want it? So the intensity of our desire determines the intensity of our faith. Amen. Our faith cannot rise above our desire. Yeah. Yeah. Our faith cannot rise above our desire. The gospel according to Mark chapter 5 verse 25. Praise be to God. We need to align our desire to the word of God. That's why Pastor Ego was talking about the issues of the heart. Get your heart in the right place. The Bible says here, verse 25, and a certain woman which had an issue of blood 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was, not, was nothing better, but rather cruel. When she had heard of Jesus, came in, pressed behind 
and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. So this is the verse that actually describes the intensity of her desire. Praise be to God. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be made whole. So this woman wanted to be whole. That's number one. She really wanted to be whole. And the Bible says she said, and in Greek word, it legos, which means she constantly said. She did not say it once, but she kept on saying, if I may touch the hymn of it, if I may touch, my goal is just, my desire is just to touch. Hallelujah. She kept saying, she kept speaking, she kept speaking the word. She kept speaking, she kept declaring that if I may touch, I shall be, I shall be whole. And straight away the fountain, the fountain of her blood was dried up because her desire connected with faith. And it released the power of God. When desire meets faith, the power of God is released. Hallelujah. And straight away the fountain, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she fell in her body that she was healed of that flock. She fell the, ex the expected end. She, know, she knew I have arrived. This is where I wanted to be. And she felt it that I am well. Even before Jesus can tell her, you are okay. She knew within herself that I am okay. Because when you have a desire, when it is satisfied, you know yourself that I have achieved what I was looking for. You don't need anyone to tell you. Hallelujah. This woman had few things against her by the law. Number one problem, she was a woman. That was problem number one for her. She was a woman. And as a woman, the law and the society expected her to be at home. Not to be in the field, be mingling with men. She needed to stay at home. The, the field place was for men, not for women. That was pro her problem, number one. She needed to be at home, not to be outside. Problem number two, she has been considered by the law unclean. She is considered unclean. That sentences her further down the drain. That she can't even, don't even think about it. Number one, you are a woman. Number two, you are unclean. Don't even think about coming out. Don't, don't. Hey, just get rid of that thought. It's not going to help you. You're going to be killed according to the law. You will be crucified. Because the Jews are particular with cleanness. They are particular. They, they, they don't want to do with anything 
that is unclean. But yet this woman had a desire that rose above all these challenges. It rose above all the circumstances. She did not look at the circumstances, but she rose above them and said, if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. The intensity of a desire made her to rise above limitation. Her desire was directed and placed at the master. She did not just have a desire, but it was directed at the right source. It's one thing to have a desire, but it's another thing to direct it to the right source. She knew the source, that the source is Jesus. Nobody else is Jesus. Nobody else but Jesus. Praise be to God. Let us look at the gospel according to John chapter 5, verse number 6. Hallelujah. Amen. The gospel according to John, let me just read it in an amplified version. It reads, When Jesus noticed him lying there helpless, knowing that he had already been a long time in that condition, he said to him, do you want to become well? Are you really in earnest about getting well? Are you really in earnest? Do you really, before we can begin to talk about faith and other things, do you really want to get well? The man needed to verbalize his desire. He asked him first, do you really want it? Do you really want to get well? Hallelujah. Sometimes we often desire so much healing for people who don't want to be healed. That's why Jesus said, do you really want, do you, are you really earnestly? Do you really want to get well? Because maybe it was comfortable. Maybe he wanted to continue in that state. Because healing meant he needed to stand up and work now. Go and survive like any other person in the field. Because now nobody's going to give him hands out. Three hands out are gone. If you are healed now, you, you need to go out and work. That's why he had to ask him, do you really need it? You have not worked for 38 years. <laughs> Do you know how is it in the field? <laughs> Do you really want it? Hallelujah. When desire is ignited, faith kicks in immediately. When desire is ignited, faith is able to kick in immediately. 
We are busy with a series of seed time and harvest. But do you really want the harvest? Do you want it? Because if you don't want the harvest, we can preach as much as we want about sowing the seed. But if you don't want the harvest, you are not going to sow. You are not going to sow. Because you are comfortable with eating the seed. <laughs> Yet the harvest is greater. Far much greater than the seed. But if you are comfortable with the seed, you're you never going to let it down. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. One of the problems that we are having as a Christian society at the moment is the teaching of grace. The false teaching, let me tell me, the false teaching of grace that has killed the desire to please God. It has really killed the desire to please God. Because we have been taught you can do anything and grace will cover you. And the desire to please God in the church is zero, non-existent. And it has led to many dysfunctional marriages, many dysfunctional lifestyle, many dysfunctional society. The church can't help the society anymore because the desire to please God has died down. It has really died down. And when the desire dies down, faith dies with it. Because it is true we please God by faith. But you need to have a desire to do it. It's not something that is going to just happen automatically. We need to continue to fight the fight of faith. But there must be a desire to do it. There must be a desire to do it. To say I'm going to honor God with my body, with my lifestyle. This is the decision that I have made. And when you make that decision, you need grace that empowers you to carry out that decision. But if you don't have the desire to carry out, we live a flat life where nothing comes in and anything goes at any time. Because we don't have hope. The desire to please God is non-existent. And this is our prayer. That as a church we ignite that fire. We ignite that fire, the first love. We ignite the first love to please God. We get to a place where we repent. We know where we have fallen. Because holiness is a taboo in the church. You can't speak about holiness. You can't speak about holiness. They think you think you are better. They begin to look down on you. Because they desire to please God. 
And this is where we need to get ignited that desire and ask ourselves, what are we doing here? Do we really want to please God? And I'm glad that the pastor is beginning a series of the coming of Jesus. Because the truth is not everyone is going to God. Not everyone is going to God. Because the desire to please him, the desire to be with him, it's not there. We don't have a desire to be with him. We don't have a desire to be raptured with him. We are living like we are guaranteed eternity. We are guaranteed that he's not coming back. When the first church heard about the message of the coming back of Jesus, they left everything. They even left their work to begin to make people aware that he is coming back. The intensity of their desire made them to leave work, made them to leave everything. That's how intense their desire was about the coming of Jesus. That's why Paul even had to write the second Thessalonians and said, oh guys, easy, easy, easy. He's coming, yes, but easy. You need to still work. You need to still provide. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Am I still preaching? Amen. Preach well. Hallelujah. So we must ignite the desire. We must ignite the desire. We cannot ignite faith before we ignite that desire to please God. Our first priority must always be God. Hallelujah. Our first priority must always be to please God. We need to take the church to that level where the first priority is to please God. That should be our first priority. To please God. And when we want to please God, sowing the seed will not be a problem. Because we will be knowing we are doing it for the kingdom. We are doing it for the furtherance of the gospel. We are not doing it to enrich ourselves. But if you do it to enrich yourself, you want to sow it now and you want the results now. You will not have patience to wait upon the Lord. But when you know this is for God, this is for God. Yes, God is going to bless me, but I'm doing it for him. It's for him. My desire is to please him. My desire is to please him. Nobody else but to please God. Hallelujah. Let's read this last scripture now to sit down. Second Kings chapter 7. Verse number 3. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Kings chapter 7. Verse number 3. And it reads, And there were four leprous, leprous men at the entering in of the gate. They said one to another, Why sit we here until we die? If we say we will enter into the city, then the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit still here, we die also. Now therefore, come, let us fall unto the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive, we shall live. If they kill us, we shall but die. And they rose up early in the tree line to go out to go unto the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come into the uttermost part of the camp of the Syria, behold, there was no man there. Hallelujah. For the Lord had made the horse of the Syrian to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of great horse. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites. And the kings of, of the Egyptians came upon us. Hallelujah. So this man had a desire to live. And their desire made them to persevere, to even go to the enemy's camp and say, let's go and confront this enemy. And look what happens. When desire meets faith, there is always great results. Because their, their desire met faith. And supernaturally, the enemy began to hear chariots. The enemy began to hear thousands of soldiers coming to attack them. Because the desire met faith. And the supernatural was released. Hallelujah. The supernatural was released. When that desire met faith. When our desire is aligned with the word of God. The supernatural is released in our lives. The supernatural is released. You don't have to die hoping. You don't have to die hoping. Turn that hope into faith. Turn it into faith. Hand it into the Lord. Because the Bible says now faith is. Faith brings that hope and brings it into the reality of now. It brings it into the realm of now. It brings it now and you have it. It brings it to the realm of now. Hallelujah. So the first place that we need to work on or we need to ignite is the desire. The desire for the word of God. The desire to long for the word of God. We need to cultivate that. We need to pray for that revival in the church. 
that the desire is ignited. Amen. That the desire Amen. is ignited. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise That's what the Lord has laid in my heart this morning. Just wanted to share that. And if I go further, I'll just keep my mind. 